Hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. We're coming at you live. We've got phone numbers right now. The number to call is 800-996-4505. 800-996-4505. You've got legal problems. We've got all kinds of legal answers. We'd love to hear from you on Tuesday, tomorrow. This, this is a podcast for Monday, May 13th. On Tuesday, May 14th, I'll be at the Petaluma Community Center with Rosie McNichol, Arden Kwan. We'll talk about trust and estates, Medi-Cal planning. you got some time on Tuesday. You're near Petaluma. Join us 10 to 12 at the Petaluma Community Center. We're going to take this show on the road on Wednesday, the following day, Wednesday, May 15th, 10 to 12 at the Margaret Todd Senior Center. Medi-Cal, asset preservation, a good seminar. You'll learn a lot. We look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's start the show. Diane in Auburn, Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Diane, why are you calling a lawyer? I'm calling a lawyer because I had uh, some tenants who uh, unfortunately moved in. A very uh, a neighbor found me and called me and told me a very suspicious dog. <laughs> so I went to go check it out. And from a distance, it just looked like uh, a large husky. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, the animal got loose a couple times, killed some chickens and so on. Um, so I actually went back to talk to the tenants about the dog. And when I actually got to see it up front, because the property is two acres, so I couldn't really see the dog close up, you could have saddled it and rode it. It was enormous. Um, my tenant told me it was a, a uh, husky hybrid. Turned out it was a wolf hybrid. And it basically ate the entire house. They ended up Those big dogs, the, you know, those, those wolf breeds, if they're not oh, allowed to God. run around and they're not, you know, because they're dangerous, they get crazy and they chew on everything. So what, it chewed up the house? It ate the house. I had just put on a new deck. It chewed every rail on the deck. It chewed every doorknob in the house. It ate through every screen. It damaged the antique door, which was original to the house from the 1920s. I got to tell you, by the way, everybody out there, I have a couple of rental houses, and I don't rent to big dogs. First of all, I'm, I'm worried about the liability. And, you know, big dogs, who knows what they'll do. You got a little poodle or a cocker spaniel or a small terrier. I'll rent to you. You know, friendly dog. I check out the dog. But you should have looked at that dog before you took their word for it, you know? So how much... I already moved in, and then six months later moved the dog in. Well, you could have evicted him. Well, you put a... a, In your next lease, Diane, you put a clause in... definitely. You know what? I actually went to interview the dog this time, because I was like, I want to see this dog. Absolutely. So how Um, much damage was done to your property? Overall, I mean, they damaged too. They burned the hole in the deck, and they had a horse which knocked down fencing. I would say I'm looking close to ten thousand dollars in overall damage due to so much structural damage to the. They must have tied him to the deck at one point too, and he literally ripped off the entire railing. Yep. So um, these people are trash. They don't have any money, do they? They're broke, right? Uh, no, and they up and moved to Southern California. I can find them. I know where she yeah, is. So she likes to. You find she's an author. You find her very good. When you find her, you'll sue her in small claims court. You'll get a ten thousand dollar judgment against her. And how the hell are you going to collect it? Probably not. But if I can at least damage their credit, and prevent them maybe from renting again. And you really are pissed at them, aren't you? Pissed. Well, at the same time, my mother had my mother got sick, so that's why I didn't deal with it at that time because I had to deal with a, with a very ill mother. But I still have time to sue them, right? You you've got it's a three year statute of limitations for damage to real property. You got that, okay. and this is so you got three years. But let me tell you something: your mother's sick. You've got a life going on. I know you're upset and you want to sue them and damage her. her credit is damaged already. If they're low lives like that, I guarantee it. What you should do, all of you landlords should do this. When you get a tenant who's coming in, they'll pay for it, 30, 35 bucks. You do a credit check on them. 
And at least the ones That's who... And they, and they had very minor credit. They didn't have much. They had a car loan and one credit card, but it was fine. You know, um, shows you this. Anyway, so check the dog. You can sue him if you want. You're going to have to serve her. Sue. You know what? I'm going to do it just to, to piss him off for no other reason. All right. If, um, if it makes you feel better, go for it. I don't, it will I, make me feel, yeah, it will make me feel a little bit better to drag him. Do I Do I have to? Can I sue him in the, in the in my town? Or of course. No, no, no. You, you're in Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. What, yeah, there's a courthouse right there. What county is that? Uh, El Dorado. Okay, you sue them in El Dorado County, and the how the rental house is in El Dorado County also. Yes. Okay, you sue them in the El Dorado County Small Claims Courthouse. You go online and find all that stuff. You sue them. You might even, if Southern California, you can get a sheriff to serve her. Cost you twenty five bucks more. Somebody with a badge okay. and a gun and a cop car serves her. They may or may not show up, and you'll get a judgment, and then you can screw up her credit if you want to do it. Okay. No, you know, it'll be my Christmas present to myself. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, my Thank you. By the way, check with your, your your insurance company. Maybe there's some coverage there, but I doubt it. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that, but you're right. So Take a look. Talk to you. them. Okay, see ya. Peter in San Jose, Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Peter, why are you calling a lawyer? Well, I'm calling for my mother-in-law. Uh, she received a letter from an attorney in Arizona uh, the letter says that she owes about $600. Um, originally, the debt was to Citigroup, and evidently it was sold to um, a debt collection company that this lawyer now represents. Where, where is um, this lo- lawyer located? Where did the letter come from? Arizona. Yeah. Okay. And how old is your poor old mommy? Um, she'll be 70 this year. Yeah, and, and she gets this letter, and she gets a mini heart attack. Oh, my dear, look what, you know, she treats these things seriously, doesn't she? Exactly. Yeah, okay. So what happens is these banks have enormous debts, you know, uh, debts owed to them. You know, a lot of people have gone belly up, and for pennies on the dollar, they sell these debts because they consider them useless, uncollectible. They sell them to collection agencies, and then they hustle people to get them. Did your mother even ever have anything to do with Citigroup? Uh, Not that she recalls. Uh, The only possibility is my father-in-law, who passed away four years ago next month, um, might have. But to the best of our knowledge, we settled all those debts when... It, you know, it, he only had one or two um, credit cards, and those were all settled. Yeah, and the, and the letter away. from the lawyer came to her, not to your dead father, right? That's correct. Yeah, don't worry about getting sued. The, the lawyer's in Arizona. He's not going to sue her in San Jose. It could be a case of identity theft. You know, I, I wouldn't even answer the lawyer, because what happens with these big collection agencies is when you answer them, they say, oh, my God, we got a hot one. It's not like you're going to write them a nice letter and say, this couldn't be my mother, and they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. They'll realize they got a live one there, and they'll keep pestering you more. So don't answer them. As to a credit report, this debt could be on her credit report. And if it is, she should go to the police station, file a, cop re- a police report for identity theft. And by the way, oh. she, she can get, you can get one for her. You go to annual credit report, not free credit report, annualcreditreport.com. You got it? One word, annualcreditreport.com. All of us, you, your mom, me, we're entitled to free credit reports and you can get it. And if you see that this is a ding and she never had a Citigroup credit card, somebody may have stolen our identity, report it to the cops, but don't talk to that lawyer. Got it? 
Got it. Thank oh, yeah, you. check her credit. And and you know what it is? Don't tell me her name, but does she have like a Mary Smith kind of a name? Um, the last, last name is, but her first name is unique. Okay, I, you know, who knows wh- where they found it, but it's not her. She, your mother pays her debts. She's not a deadbeat, right? That's correct. You know it. Okay, so uh, annualcreditreport.com, ignore the l- letter, and um, talk to you. Call and visit your mother more often, too. Got it, Peter? <laughs> Got it. There you. you go. Jason in San Jose. How come you're calling a lawyer, Jason? Well, um, I had a friend that uh, recently went uh, or finalized a divorce uh, just a couple months ago in Santa Clara County. Um, she has two kids, uh, 11 and 9, and uh, her ex-husband didn't show up for the last uh, court appearance, so she won judgment. Wait, I lost you. What did you say? Her husband didn't show up for the court appearance, and what happened? Uh, so she won the judgment. She won child support and, I guess, custody. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the problem is, is that um, she's having trouble locating him. Um, is, is he a U.S. citizen? Uh, yes, he is a U.S. citizen. Okay. And does she have his social security number? I believe she does, yes. Yeah. Lawyers are not very good at finding people. They're just not. Private detectives are. Um, she could hire a private detective, but here she is. She's got two kids, what, age 11 and 9, and not getting child support or spousal support. So who the hell has money for a private detective? So better yet, she can get help from the California Department of Child Support Services. She can call the DA's okay. office. In, in a, What are you, in Santa Clara County? Yes. The, the California Department, write this down, California Department of Child Support Services. They got one in San Jose. And they can get your friend a child support order without even having to serve him with papers. He was already in the jurisdiction of the court when she filed for divorce. And when he moves, he's supposed to notify his ex-wife and anyone who filed for special notice. So here's the big point. The Department of Child Support Services won't charge your friend. And I bet she can't afford to spend money on private detectives to find this lowlife, right? No. Yeah, so everybody, keep this in mind. You know, you marry somebody, write down their social security number because you never know, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to take a Xerox of their driver's license. You got his California driver's license number? She may have it, right? Uh, Unfortunately, I don't believe so, no. She does have a social security number. I mean, his family isn't even willing to know, even help her out trying to locate him. And and he doesn't want to see his two kids, and his mother's not interested in the grandkids, right? Correct. You know, if my, if I had a son and he abandoned his wife and kids, I would still want to be involved with my grandkids' life. You know, the grandkids, low-life people, look what they raised, a son who could abandon a wife and kids and not even give a you-know-what. By the way, the California Department of Child Support Services will get this order established for free. you got to pester them a little. And they'll also take away his driver's license. You said the guy was once a truck driver, right? Yes, yeah, he just finished You don't pay uh, child support, they take away your truck, your driving license. Who's going to hire him? He'll come around. California Department of Child Support Services, that's what he needs to do. Got it? All right, thank you very much, Len. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Robert in Pacifica, Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Robert, why are you calling a lawyer? How you doing, Len? Thank you for taking my call. 
And uh, I'm calling about my stepson. He's in juvenile hall right now. I was just wondering about the legal ramifications if we uh, we don't pick him up. I just got finished talking with the probation department, of pr his probation officer, and uh, he said that they were going to call CPS if nobody were to come down to pick him up. Wait a minute. Give me a little background. How old is this kid? This kid's 16 years old. And why is he in juvenile hall now? Well, he was running from the cops and uh, drinking and drunk and disorderly in public. Um, you know, and I mean, on top of everything, I mean, he's been on probation before. He had the ankle monitor. He would run away from home then. He would, uh, uh, you know, he, he just does stupid stuff. Like he pisses in the garbage can and spits on the wall and picks his boogers and puts it on his brother's face. And, and, and I bet, and I work. bet he also opens up a mouth to you. Are you his father or you're his stepfather? I'm a stepfather. He called me a piece of crap, said I was stupid after I gave him a job working with me and everything. You know, he doesn't respect the rules in the house, you know. Simple rules like, hey, clean up your mess. No eating in the bedroom. Do your dishes after you're done. It's simple stuff. It's simple stuff. And he just says my rules are stupid and everything like that. I even took him to his father's house and uh, dropped him off there. And his dad doesn't want anything to do with him. So uh, that, and you know, you to say, uh, that goes to say about what kind of kid he is if his own father don't even want him. I mean, I particularly think his dad should stand up and take control of this kid personally. Yeah, you know? and you've got other kids in the house besides him, right? Uh, we have five other kids, two of them which are mine, and then and, uh, uh, four, uh, yeah, three others that are my stepkids. And, you know, the turmoil that he brings to the house, everybody just brings down. Right now the kids are accelerating in school, you know. i got four of them in sports, uh, um, you know, and they're all succeeding in school. They're all getting A's and B's. Yeah, and, who, uh, who, has, who has time for such a mess up like this guy? I understand. You're trying well, to run... I'm working two jobs, man. I work. I bust my butt. I work 17 hours a day. Easy. So You don't need this aggravation. All right. Let, let me break it down for you. He's your stepson, not your son. That, so as far as you're concerned, you don't owe him anything. The bad news is you're married to his mother. You know, you love this woman, and she's a good woman. So what the law says is that the mother and father, your wife and his father, are responsible for raising their son till he's 18. He's 16 now, right? Yes, sir. If you don't pick him up in juvenile hall, if you want nothing to do with him, probation will call Child Protective Services. They'll put the kid in a foster home, and you, your wife, and her ex-husband will be financially responsible for his care in, for, in a foster home. You can be get bills three, four grand a month from the county, and they can prosecute. This will make you really crazy. They could prosecute your wife and the kid's father for child endangerment. They can hit you with a felony charge. The DA gets involved, a misdemeanor. So for you to tell the probation officer, you know, drop dead, I don't want this kid, you can't do that. But here's what you should do. Here's how you deal with this problem. Your wife should say, I need help with this. If I bring him home, it'll just be another problem. He disrupts the whole house. You might want to talk to the probation officer. You have a social worker or some support groups. I need help. You know, um, I, I don't know what to do with him. I need help for him. Are there other places and things we can do? And by the way, sounds to me like this kid, uh, how do I say this? You bring him home, he's going to get drunk, steal a car, and kill somebody. That'll solve your problem, right? I mean, what, he's stoned all the time? Yes, yeah. I mean, he's, and then, you know, just the turmoil it brings in with the other kids and, you know, the bad influence to them, you know? Yeah, and his father won't take him either. Right, you know. Uh, well, I would call probation 
and explain the problems to them and say, we need a social worker to help us. And then there's another group. There's a group called Tough Love, T-O-U-G-H, Tough Love. Check them on the internet. These are parents who have kids who, like yours, you know, like this kid, and they may have some solutions. You know, the thing is, lawyers are not social workers. But I can tell you, if you don't do something and look like you're trying to solve, if you just say, screw you, you're going to get a letter from the DA saying, you know, this is some kind of felony or misdemeanor. They get serious. But if you're working with them and they see the problem, they're not going to charge you with a crime and maybe something can work out. I don't know. You know what I will say? Keep listening to the show. I do. Here's what I want. Here's why. Out there in the audience, do you, can you help me with this? We must have some social workers, therapists who know what to do when you have a crazy kid like this. Call in. David, if anybody calls in to help with Robert, put him to the top of the list. Call us at 866-536-1000 if you've got a solution for Robert's problem. Keep listening, Robert. I bet you somebody will know more than I do. But in the very least, you cannot say drop dead to the probation officer. I don't want him. Get the therapists involved if they have people like that for you. Okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Adrian in Sacramento. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Adrian? Good afternoon, good afternoon, Len. I am calling a lawyer because I have an aunt who I believe is taking terrible financial advantage of my grandmother. Tell me the story. So this is your aunt who's ripping off her mother, right? That is exactly right. All right, let's start with the grandmother. How old is she? Okay, she is 77 years old. She uh, has Alzheimer's. She isn't to the point where she forgets how to use the bathroom yet, but she's definitely very forgetful. And if you walk uh, into the room, would she say, hello, Adrian, how are you? Or she wouldn't know who you are? She would recognize me, yeah, and she would know my name. Okay, um, please go on. So, so about a month ago, uh, I was over visiting with her, and I realized that she was behind on all of her bills, has just completely forgotten to pay her bills. Yeah, that happens with dementia, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she was behind on all of them, and I offered to take over her monthly finances and pay her bills for it, make sure everything's on time. Um, she gave me access to all of her bank accounts, her credit cards, everything, so I could just go through and she wouldn't have to worry about any of it. In, uh, in going through and looking at it all, I realized that my aunt has been taking thousands and thousands of dollars for years now. Um, my grandmother cashed in the last $5,000 from her 403B plan. Other than that, she has her house and her car, and that's it. So yeah, wait, wait a minute. How much money has this, this daughter, this, your aunt, taken from her mother? I could only go back so far in the credit cards and the bank statements. What, what did you see that. there? Tell us some of the things you saw. So on the credit card alone, I saw over $8,000 that my aunt had charged to it, including almost $3,000 calling psychics and charging it to my grandmother. Um, every business expense looks like my grandma's paying where she owns a little small business. Anytime You're- she ships something, anytime she buys material for her product, it all gets charged to my grandmother. Yeah, and then obviously she keeps any money that comes in for the business. Um, additionally, she has my grandma's now paying for her cable, her cell phone, her internet. All right, I, I got it. Of- and right now, your grandmother has very little money left. Very little money left. I guarantee I you, this that. daughter, this aunt of yours. I've known people like this. You know, you do elder law, you hear these stories. I guarantee you, as soon as the money's gone, that daughter will have nothing to do with her mother. Put her in a nursing home, let her die. You know? Yeah. Uh, that, that's the kind of person she is. And right now, there's not a lot you can do. You know, she, the DA are not that interested in these cases. And the, your, your grandmother would never testify against her darling daughter. You know, the thief was ripping her off anyway. So your aunt's not good with money. Um, 
and by the way, she doesn't even have the money to pay back your grandmother. She's broke too, I bet, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so even but if you... It, go ahead. Does it change it at all? So my grandmother is asking me to take over her finances. You more. should absolutely do it, and let me give you some tips. Which I have done, but there's a caveat to that. What's that? So I've, I've been reporting back to my grandma when I see that my aunt is charging things on a credit card and whatnot. So yesterday I called her and told her that I noticed Saturday she had... Uh, bought some stuff on her credit card at Staples. So I called and told her that yesterday, and she called yesterday evening and told my aunt not to use her money without asking her. And I go to log on this morning to do my daily check, and she had changed all the passwords for my grandmother's credit cards and bank accounts. So here's what you have to do. You have to call them up. Do you have access to your grandmother's checking account? Because all you... Go to the bank with your grandmother. Go to the bank with your grandmother, you know, and get yourself on that account and take the aunt off. Tell the bank what's going on. And stop paying the credit cards. Your grandmother's 77. All she has is a house. You know what I mean? Stop paying it. She needs money. How much does she get a month coming in now? She's got nothing now, right? She doesn't have much. She gets about 3000 a month in her pension. And, and she needs that. Social Security. Right. She needs that to live on. Absolutely, she does. And she's going to need it for a nursing home or in-home supportive services as the dementia gets worse. So yeah, stop paying the credit cards. Just stop. They'll close them down. You got that? They'll close them down. You know, if you stop paying them, they'll freeze them. And the cable that you pay for the ant and all that stuff, stop it. Just get your grandmother to the bank and put you, have her say, I want my grandson Adrian on the checking account. Close the spigot to the ant. You could call Adult Protective Services. You're in Sacramento? Yes, sir. You could also call the Sacramento District Attorney's Elder Abuse Unit. They got an elder abuse prosecutor. But... The DA will come to visit your grandmother, and she'll say, oh, no, I love my daughter. You know, is she going to prosecute her darling daughter? See it all the time. Absolutely not. So forget about that. Just cut off the hose, the spigot. Cut it off so she's not getting any more. You take over the checking account. I'll do an advanced. I'll do a power of attorney for you for nothing if you want that. I'll help you out. That would be excellent. Go to the bank and close it down, okay? Will do. And stop paying the credit cards. You're just paying that aunt. That'll freeze out the credit cards, and then watch out when the you-know-what hits the fan because your aunt is like a junkie, and you're pulling away the dope, mommy's money. You got it? <laughs> you know that. She's going to flip out. Good for her. Oh, she's going to flip out. Good for her. I-, I wish you could take a video of it. I'd like to see it. Got it? <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, get that dog. Rips off old people. We do emails. We'd love to hear from you. Len at lentillum.com. Go to my webpage, lentillum.com. I work with other lawyers, Rosie McNichol, Trusts and Estates, David Brown, who does research for the show, does Trusts and Estates. We've got a large Trust and Estate practice. We're real good at helping you figure out who gets your stuff when you die. I meet with clients. Really, I see all the clients. We'd love to see you. Call and make an appointment. But if you want to send me an email, you can do that too. And we answer them. Everybody answers emails on the staff. John writes this. If you get a court judgment against you from another state, can it be enforced in California? Let's say you get sued for something you did in New Jersey and there's a New Jersey decision against you. Can they come to California and take the money out of your pocket? They sure can, John. Yes. A creditor has to take the sister state judgment, the Superior Court in California, and get it recognized. It is a big pain in the ass to do. But um, it can be done. If it's for a few thousand bucks, they probably won't do it. You can object, but you're going to lose because um, you'd have to convince the judge it's a miscarriage of justice. And it's not a miscarriage of justice to get you to pay your bills, you deadbeat. Good show today. See you tomorrow. Lent till